Welcome to the Global Connection, a Tel Aviv University podcast. Journey with us as we discover how TAU's academic community and friends are engaging with and helping to shape this ever-changing world. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Global Connection. Today, I have Nimrod Cohen, who is the managing partner and co-founder of TAU Ventures, the first university-based venture capital fund in Israel. While Cohen began his professional career in basketball, for many years now, he's been a serial entrepreneur and investor. Cohen is also very much a mentor, not only to the companies that TAU Ventures supports, but to the wider TAU and entrepreneurship community here in Israel. Now, TAU recently ranked second in the world for producing unicorn founders, or for people who have created companies with a valuation of over $1 billion. And with this in mind, I thought it would be great to have Nimrod here to chat about entrepreneurship in Israel. Uh, welcome, Nimrod. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. Super fun. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited for our conversation. Um, so I do have to ask, I'm sure you've had the question before, but how do you move from basketball into the startup world? Uh, you want the true story or like, uh, <laughs> I mean, I like true. true. I like yeah. True. Okay. Let's, okay. Let's agree that it's going to be the true stories here. So, so honestly, like many things in my life and I think in most people's life, things happen by coincidence and like, uh, you see opportunity and then, uh, uh, you don't afraid to give it a try. Uh, so I played basketball. I was sure that's the only thing I'm going to do in my life. Play as a youth, uh, then in the Israeli national team, went to a special unit in the army. I mean, I was sure that's the only thing I'm going to do in my life. In a certain point, I realized, okay, I play pretty good, but I guess I'm not going to make it to the NBA. So maybe it's a, it will be a good idea to combine my basketball career with, as my mother used to say, serious stuff. Uh, so, uh, right, right. so so together with uh, playing basketball, uh, I studied law and business, did my internship. And then pretty much, I, I, I can't tell it was like uh, something that we planned, but I started my first startup together with one of my friends. It was a local startup and uh, it was back in 2005. And it went pretty good. And after like 18 months, we sold it. It wasn't like a billion dollars uh, exit, but it was a nice beginning. And then I was sure, well, that's super cool. You know, you invest a small amount of money, you sell it too much more, I'm onto something. How can people go to regular jobs, right? It's uh, so fun and easy. And then I realized it's not so fun and not so easy. And for a couple of more years, um, I can't really tell what is it that, that I did, honestly. I practiced yoga a couple of times a week. I was involved with several startups, but I was not quite sure what is it that I'm doing, honestly. And then, lucky enough, uh, one of the startups that I was involved also uh, was acquired. It was uh, the second one. And, uh, and then my brother just met one of his friends that is a longtime investor here in Israel. He just met him in this conference and his friends told him that uh, he's looking for another partner for a new vehicle for investments. He asked me if that's something that... I would consider and I was like, yeah, I'll be happy to meet him. I had no idea uh, that I want to be an investor, um, but I was like, okay, let's give it a try. So we met. It was like uh, love at first sight and it, uh, it was uh, uh, super fun. And I, will, I was like, okay, yeah, sounds like uh, something that uh, uh, makes sense. So uh, we created the uh, Plus Ventures. That's uh, the first vehicle that I was partner at. And during a period of five years, we invested in about 40 companies. Okay. 
Um, super right. early, some of those companies, five of those companies are kind of big now, worth somewhere between one to ten billion dollars. Companies like uh, Yachtpok or Logic, Sneak, WSE Sports, Brink, House Party, and some others. And uh, that that was pretty much. So it's not like I had a plan, and then you know I. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I moved from that position to that position because I felt like it's going to somehow uh, uh, help me with the goal to become an investor. I had no idea that's what I wanted. Right. You kind of went down the rabbit hole yeah. a little bit. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Um, I do want to ask you more about entrepreneurship. Um, and it's kind of a connected question, but you mentioned you did yoga for a little bit too. Um, in my mind, I feel like there are some uh, similarities between sports and entrepreneurship. So do you, do you see yourself applying sports psychology ever when you're either mentoring or working on uh, a company or an investment yourself? I think the best advice that I can give to parents or to people is to do sports. I mean, to grow up being uh, a part of a team and doing sports that's the best thing that you can do for yourself uh i think everything i am right now in the business world is based on the basketball career that i had and it's not that i was i don't know danny evadia or michael jordan i think like that it doesn't matter most of us will not going to make it to anywhere mm -hmm. even if you're retired when you're like i don't know 15 or 18 it doesn't matter the things that you gain the things that you learn how to win, how to lose, how to never give up, how to be part of a team, how you need to cover on your friends, how uh, 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 so many things, honestly, so many things that you can't really get it anywhere else. And for sure, it's it's part of who I am right now and part of, of how I see the world and how I evaluate companies or entrepreneurs. And and uh, I'm sure that part of the advices or the the uh opinions that i share i think it's based on my uh, uh sports career okay absolutely okay um so speaking of being part of a team you co-founded tau ventures um so again it's the first vc fund attached to a university in israel um so can you tell me a little bit about how that came about okay again so we'll continue with the true stories right so uh during my time at Plus Ventures, we were involved with Tel Aviv University with several activities. And then the guys from the university invited me to this conference that was held in Miami mm -hmm. uh, to talk about the Israeli ecosystem. So we were there and, and right after the conference uh, at the pool in Miami. Sounds cool, right? I mean, that's a great that's, story. That's when you do all business. <laughs> exactly. Assuming, that's where mind. your mind is blowing yeah. and uh, you have yeah. those great ideas. Yeah. So the guys from the university told me that uh, the university really wanted to brand itself as a very innovative and entrepreneurial university. They, were, they started with the, the, the academy with some courses and so on, and they were not sure what to do next. I was, I was aware of this great trend going on mainly in the U.S. where leading universities established investments vehicles like MIT, Stanford, Berkeley, and so on. So I was like, why not create in a VC? And then we continued the dialogue in Israel, and one thing led to the other, and I found myself uh, uh, leaving my previous role as a partner at Plus Ventures, which was not an easy decision at all, and start to build from scratch uh, Tau Ventures, the structure, raising the funds, even redecorating the offices, everything, okay. everything during okay. a year or so, and uh, and and that that's that's basically how uh, how it's all started. Okay, built it from the ground up. Then, totally. yeah. Um, so, can you can you talk a little bit about what TAU Ventures is exactly and what it does? Yeah. 
So basically, Tau Ventures is a VC like any other VC. Same structure, same goals. We have uh, investors from uh, what we call LPs from all over the world, from Japan, US, Europe. They're all professional investors. They give us their money to invest. And our main goal is to create the best return that we can to our investors. So the way we act, the way it's, it's totally similar to any other uh, uh, VCs. Um, but then again, we are part of Tel Aviv University. So what is the uniqueness? What is the difference? So as I see it, it's divided to two. The first part, as uh, I hope that we all, uh, we all know, you just mentioned it before, uh, is around deal flow. So many great things going on around Tel Aviv University. Among students, alumni, technologies, and so on, we see the statistics. It's super impressive. Like uh, half of the Israeli entrepreneurs studied at Tel Aviv University. If you take all the entrepreneurs around the world that raise money from VCs, Tel Aviv University alumni rank six in the world, which is kind of crazy when you think about it. Mm -hmm. So we have what I call unfair advantage in identify those great opportunities and, and invest. This is one uniqueness of being a VC of a university. The second part is at the end of the day, money, it's a commodity. I mean, as investor, the fact that you have money is meaningless. You can't become a great investor just because you have money or because you offer better deals. The good entrepreneurs, they want to partner with someone that can offer them things that money can't buy and can basically increase their chances to do well. The fact that we are part of the university allows us to offer our entrepreneurs all the different resources around the university. I'll just give some examples from connections and open doors all over the world. There are great connections that the university has. We can use those connections in order to help our startups, or we can establish new connections. For example, if one of our companies, I don't know, they want to get to the CTO of Bank of America, for example, they can try and reach him, uh, I don't know, uh, through LinkedIn, send him a cold email. He might respond one day and maybe not. But if we as Tel Aviv University uh, uh, VC going to approach the same individual, there's a good chance that is going to listen. It doesn't mean that he's going to do whatever it is we want, but he's going to listen. So this is one example. Um, connecting our startups to the relevant knowledge around the university. So all of our startups, they try to deal with different technological issues. They might be able to solve them by themselves. Maybe it's going to take them six months, 12 months, maybe never. But maybe someone around the university can help them doing that in half of the time. With early stage startups, that's the difference sometimes between making it or just the company dies. Mm -hmm. uh, workforce, another main challenge in the Israeli ecosystem or, or not only in Israel. So we help our startups with many levels uh, around that. For example, we have students from the university doing internship with our startups and get credits for that. So it's great for the students that get credit for real life practice working for, for startups. They get credit for that. It's great for the university. And obviously it's great for our startups that get great talent and people for free. Okay. Um, okay. And I can give you some more examples, okay. but I, I guess you pretty much got the idea. No, yeah. So you're, you are very embedded in Tel Aviv University then totally. in terms of the education students here, um, helping them, providing exposure to them, but also in terms of um, if there are patents or companies or researchers working on really interesting things. Um, but then sounds like you're also kind of a launch pad in general for companies in Israel. Um, so mm -hmm. you, you have connections you can help them with, but um, also just sort of the planning and anything they need to get off the ground, you, you can facilitate with that. Totally. We leverage the fact that we are a VC of a university, which is a very unique positioning. So it's it's much easier for us to bring around us uh, experts and uh, the relevant companies from the industries 
So those guys help us evaluate companies when they see something that we consider investing. And once we invest, they become design partners. And uh, uh, so our startups, basically, they develop their products together with customer. Okay. And that's a game changer. And that's okay. obviously increased their chances to do well while, when they're doing it uh, that way. Okay. Okay. Um, you did mention um, TAU is one of the top in the world in terms of launching, um, you know, al alumni from here launching uh, startups and BC funded, funded companies, um, uh, often the number one, I think, outside of America. What is it? <laughs> what is it about what TAU? What is the secret sauce? Yeah, what is the secret sauce exactly? I think let's start with Israel in general. I think Israel, it's, it's super unique in a way that uh, we are very innovative. Uh, uh, we have the very innovative culture here. First, because of our reality. We need to be innovative. We need to be one step ahead. We can't stay behind. We can't wait and be passive. So that's first. Second, we have great army units where uh, basically many of uh, uh, the soldiers, they learn unique technologies, unique uh, 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 methods. And after they finish with their army service, they take that to the real world. We have top academy uh, uh, institutions. And I think one of the most important things that we have here is we are totally okay with failures. Mm -hmm. We honestly, we don't really see those as failures. We see those as lessons. Mm -hmm. For example, I, for example, I rather invest in someone that tried twice and failed than someone that never tried. Okay. And there are many places around the world that they just can't get it. They just don't, uh, uh, they don't want to take risks because they're afraid of, uh, of the failure. Okay. And uh, okay. most of the super successful entrepreneurs here in Israel, it was not their first uh, initiative. Uh, they started, they failed, they started again, they failed again, and then uh, they were super successful. And if you don't have those, this support, uh, a culture of, of accepting failures, it's very hard because at the end of the day, uh, being innovative, being a startup nation, that's a super high risk mm -hmm. uh, type of life. And if it's a super high risk, it means that there will be many failures along the way. And if you can expect, accept that, there is no way you're just going to get uh, the upside of it. Okay. Um, you know, when I was prepping, I, w I was thinking to myself a little bit about what is it that makes Startup Nation unique um, in terms of the qualities of entrepreneurs here. Um, so not being afraid to take a risk and not being afraid to fail would be one key uh, element. Um, are there other sort of unique characteristics of entrepreneurs here? By the way, I still owe you the answer regarding Tel Aviv University. That oh, right. Like, okay. Right? That's how we started, We, we right? can go back to that, too. So, That's fine. So just levering uh, 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 on, on that, Tel Aviv University is the best one in Israel. It's located in Tel Aviv. It's attract the best people. Mm -hmm. So it just makes sense that uh, uh, the outcome will be that the top entrepreneurs in the world coming out of Tel Aviv University. So that would be a quality, too, then, right? They go to TEU. Totally. There you go. Totally. Totally. <laughs> totally. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and talking about the... the type of characters that, uh, for example, we invest very early. So I am keep saying that the product, when we invest, it's a bit overrated. I mean, it's not that it's not important, but it's not as important as some will think. Okay. I invested in about 65 companies. None of them is doing exactly what they told me that uh, they were, they were going to do. And I think that uh, uh, what brings to the conclusion that by far the most important part will be the team. 
Okay. And if it's a great team with an interesting market, they somehow going to find a way. They're going to pivot a lot, pivot a bit, but they go, somehow going to find a way to take part of that interesting market. So for me, by far, it's the team and then the product. If they get into those features, yeah, we're going to do that and that. I, I don't, honestly, I don't really care about that. I rather feel comfortable with the team, feel that they're the best professionals uh, uh, that they can get in, in, in their field. And they know what they're getting into because it's not as fun as it looks from the outside and so on and so on. I mean, that's uh, it's an endless checklist, but it's not a real checklist. It's something okay. that you just feel after a couple of minutes. Okay. Okay. And I, I was going to ask you about that too. Like, how do you evaluate whether a team works well together? Do you just sort of hang around them for a bit and get a feel for who they are then? I think that's maybe the crucial part of being a good early stage investor. Okay. I mean, that's the instincts that you need to have. Okay. And uh, it's a lot about the instincts that, that you have. It's it's not a real checklist. I mean, obviously there is a checklist, but the first thing it will be like uh, uh, your instincts. And after we as a team feel comfortable with the team and that uh, this is the type of team that we want to work with because we understand that's going to be a long, long journey with many ups and more downs. And, uh, and we want to feel comfortable uh, with uh, uh, the entrepreneurs that we decide to work with. Mm -hmm. And we want them to feel comfortable with us. And uh, the, we, it's important for us to have trust and so on. And the fact that I didn't mention that before, but we have 1,000 square meters where our startup sits next to us at the beginning of their journey, if they want. Most of them want. Okay. And it created a great ecosystem where they uh, uh, gain a lot from each other and, and, and some more. So it's even more crucial for us that we're going to feel comfortable with the entrepreneurs because we're going to see them every day. Okay. Uh, okay. So that's crucial. Once we feel comfortable with the team and we feel that that's the best team that, that they can get, we're always looking for validation from the market. So as I mentioned before, the fact that we are a VC of a university, it's make it makes it easier for us to have around us uh, the relevant ecosystem, the relevant players from the ecosystem, from the industry. And once we see something that we consider to invest, it's easy for us to uh, uh, make a phone call to the relevant uh, individual in this relevant corporate and to ask their opinion because we are not experts in any field, but uh, those guys in the relevant corporates, for example, it's their daily job. They know if the, if the pain is real, what are the different solutions around that, how much they're willing to pay if they're going to execute the, their plan and so on and so on. So once we get validation for at, from at least one player in the industry, we feel comfortable to invest. And as I mentioned before, usually those guys that help us to evaluate the company, they become design partner of the company and they help them to develop the product the best way they can. Okay. So it sounds like you're pretty tapped into the entrepreneurship ecosystem, especially in Israel. Um, now, TAU Ventures was founded in 2018. Mm -hmm. So it's been about five years now. Um, so in those five years, it, this is a dual question. Um, so one, how has TAU Ventures grown? And two, I'd, I'd love to hear from you too about how the Israeli um, entrepreneurship ecosystem itself has sort of evolved mm -hmm. in that time. So Tau Ventures, we started with one fund of 20 million five years ago. Uh, the first fund invested in 18 companies. So far, so good. In terms of results, uh, the fund ranked in the top 10% if you compare the fund's result to U.S. funds from same size and same vintage. So we're really happy with that. 
about a year ago, we raised another fund. Uh, the total amount that we manage is about $70 million. And uh, we invested so far in 25 companies. Some of the KPIs that we're really proud of is out of the 25, about 22 already generate revenues. They're super young companies and generate revenues, like real numbers, like hundreds of thousands up to tens of millions. And that's super unique. And I think this is part of uh, uh, our model, as I mentioned before, that you have basically you have a customer even before you have a product. Okay. So we're really proud of that. Uh, aside from our VC activity, uh, we're always proud to say that we are more than a VC and we created a great ecosystem around us with different type of collaborations with the industry. Mm -hmm. For example, we run an accelerator with the Israeli Shabak, the security agency, looking for civilian technologies. And the 10th cohort is uh, uh, about to uh, start uh, in the next couple of weeks. We have a great uh, program with AB and Bev, the largest brewer in the world. And we keep looking for those engagement that can create great opportunities for the Israeli ecosystem. So we're really proud of that. And uh, and we keep looking ahead. What next? I mean, uh, maybe another fund, maybe another program, and so on and so on. So that's regarding Tau Ventures and its activity. Uh, by the way, we have some more partners. So I started as my as, as the only GP in Bal from our team about a year ago. She also was promoted to a partner level. We have two venture partners, uh, meaning that they have their daily job, but they help us from the outside. The one is Einat Nemes. She's the director of Google in Israel. Okay. And Anna Farberov, the general manager of PepsiCo Labs. So it's uh, super helpful to, uh, to have this uh, uh, great team. Other uh, than the team that works with us on a daily basis, uh, Adar, Bar, Idan, and, uh, and our CFOs and so on. And so that's regarding Tower Ventures. Uh, regarding the Israeli ecosystem in the last couple of years, it's super interesting to see that. I think that when we started about five years ago, it was a bit in the middle. Like the Israeli ecosystem, the startup ecosystem, like many other things, it's basically it cycles. Okay. Uh, okay. And I think that about five years ago, we were pretty much in the middle of a cycle. Okay. So uh, there were a lot of entrepreneurs that always happening here. Uh, there was not so much money, but it was decent. I mean, there was enough money uh, 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 to work with. Then we saw about during COVID, a bit after it started, we had about crazy two years, uh, really crazy, uh, something that now we can say doesn't make sense. I mean, but uh, that's how it was. And for us, I mean, it was nice in a way that our portfolio companies were able to raise funds and to uh, uh, grow and so on. Not necessarily in a healthy way, but I mean, that that was the game. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, it, it was a bit harder for us to get those great opportunities at the beginning of the journey because uh, uh, many entrepreneurs were able to raise $5 million from day one. They didn't need our $1 million or half million dollar or anything like that. Okay. And they had $5 million and then they were like, okay, from day one, let's hire a VP HR, VP sales, VP this, this VP that. And that's not necessarily the right way to create the startup. I really believe that, at least in the first couple of years, uh, the, the, the core team needs to, do, needs to do most of the things. The CEO, for example, it's super important that he will sell at the beginning of, of the journey. Okay. To meet the customers, okay. to understand their needs, okay. 
And uh, what we see in the last year or so is a bit back to normal, maybe a bit extreme, but I guess we're starting a new uh, cycle now. Okay. So as many things in life, when after there's one uh, extreme, then you go to the other extreme and then it's somehow balanced. Okay. So I think okay. we are at the beginning of uh, a new journey or a new cycle. And for us, it's great. It's great, great opportunities. Uh, super talented entrepreneurs uh, looking for our money and it allows us to uh, be picky and to uh, pick the best out of the best. And uh, time will tell. Let's see from here. Yeah. Okay. So you, you've been through basically a cycle now or you've seen mm -hmm. all stages of a cycle. Um, so for you, what are kind of your proudest moments during that time? Proudest moment. I Oh, wow. That's a tough one. Um, I guess it's always, but at the end of the day, with some kind of uh, gamblers. I think I have the only job that if I'm right in one out of 10, I'm like a genius. Okay. You know, if you think of a doctor or a lawyer with one out of 10, he's going to end up in jail. No. And yeah. Uh, yeah. I think looking back at my portfolio companies, even from my previous uh, hats, uh, Investing, same as I'm doing these days, investing in, I don't know, uh, two to four great entrepreneurs with a great idea. And then to see some of those companies uh, getting to a stage where they have hundreds of millions of dollars of sales with thousands of employees that affect so many people's life. That's something uh, super cool. Yeah. I mean, it somehow covers all the other uh, situations that this is our... Uh, this is the reality, right? 90% of my day, it's not about those super successful companies. It's about those companies that are not doing that well and they really need the help and most of them, they're not going to make it. Okay. So once in a while, when you have those success stories, I think it's, uh, uh, it's super cool, but that's the easy answer. I think uh, maybe even more uh, uh, proud is to see those companies that are not doing well. And they are uh, somehow, maybe it ends up with them need to shut down the company. And uh, to look at their eyes and they're looking at our eyes. And we feel proud because uh, we all did the best that we can. And we all started that with the understanding that most chances that it's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And if we look back at the journey and we look back at how we interact with the entrepreneurs, the things that we try to help them. And if you ask them about us along the way, it's much easier to ask entrepreneurs that got to a $1 billion company, how are your investors? Yeah, everything is great. They're all great. But I think that uh, being how supportive we are with those companies that are not necessarily super successful, I think it makes us even more proud. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it goes back to what you're saying about the mentality of failure too, right? Mm -hmm. And if you can do it well, Absolutely. then that makes a huge difference. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned a little while back too. So uh, there's the, the parent company for Heineken, correct? Mm -hmm. And then Dev, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then you have um, Pepsi Cola, you have Google. So there's a lot of international collaboration happening mm -hmm. too. Yeah. Um, so did that just sort of come up? about naturally or how, how has that grown at the end of the day as investor so you have two like in a very high level you have two main things that you need to do the first one is to get great opportunities and to invest and the second part is to help your startups 
So if we'll look at the second part of helping your startups, they need so many things, but the, the, the most important two things will be money and customers. Okay. Many times in order to get money, you need to have customers. And it's very hard for startups to get it by themselves. You know, having uh, a great team of four entrepreneurs approaching banks, approaching corporates, tell them, hi, I want you to buy my product. It's, it's like it's almost impossible. So when we are around and we have around us all those great corporates that, and we have established relationships with them, it makes it much easier for our startups. So we understand that and we work along the way of establishing those great relationships that, as I mentioned before, helping us attract those startups because they know, hey, if I'm going to get to Tau Ventures, it's not just about the money. They're going to get me with A, B, and B, or they're going to get me with PepsiCo, or with Google, or whatever it is. So they want to come to us. Okay. And then they're going to help us evaluate the companies, and then they're going to increase the chances for those startups to do well because they're going to help us and them to uh, uh, develop the right product, and then they're going to become customers. And once they become customers, it will be easier to raise the next round. Okay. And then if someone see, oh, okay, I see PepsiCo is a customer of this startup, it's going to make it much easier to sell it to others. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. And when you, when you approach a Pepsi-Cola, um, are they very aware of Israel and entrepreneurship here? Totally. Many of them, they already have some people on the ground. Okay. Because those worldwide corporates, they, their job is, among other things, is to be innovative. Mm -hmm. So they need to be in all those places that are super innovative. So Israel, obviously, it's one of them. You can think of, uh, obviously, Silicon Valley and some others, maybe India um, and, and some other places. But Israel, is, it's, uh, it's, it's one of the leading places for that. So some of them already have some people on the ground and some budgets and so on. And some of them don't, but they... they obviously have some interest around it. So it's not like they never heard of Israel or never heard of uh, the innovative entrepreneurial here and so on. So, uh, yeah. Okay. okay. So Nimrod, I have one final question for you, uh, which would be for an aspiring entrepreneur. Um, they're starting out. Uh, what sort of tips and advice would you have for them? Um, I'm going to surprise you and start with you don't have to be an entrepreneur. Okay. I mean, uh, okay. that's not for, for everyone. And it's not, it's not that it's good or bad. I mean, uh, in a certain point in life, you understand about yourself, what is it that you're good at, what it is, is it that you're not. Now, being an entrepreneur, first, it doesn't mean that you need to stop your own, you start your own startup. You can be an entrepreneur uh, while you work for the government or for Microsoft or whatever it is, being an entrepreneur inside your organization. But if you decide to start your own startup, or even before that, I think that what makes the difference between most people, at the end of the day, most of us, I think most of us, not all of us, but most of us face pretty much the same opportunities. I think, I think what makes the difference between most people is that most people, they don't really aware of those opportunities. Or if they're aware, they're like, yeah, I see that, but I'd rather continue and work for Amazon, Bank, Tel Aviv University, or whatever it is, which is fine. It's totally fine. Mm -hmm. But what makes a real entrepreneur is first, be aware of those opportunities, not afraid of jumping into it and take risks. 
although it feels like it's crazy, most of the people around you are going to say, oh, you lost your mind or whatever it is, but you give it a try. And if it ends up being not as you imagine it, that's totally fine. Cut losses, leave it aside, continue with your life and do whatever it is you want to do. And then maybe they will come, not maybe, for sure, there will be another opportunity. And don't be afraid to jump on it again and take risks. At the end of the day, people that are much smarter than me said that if you're going to do whatever it is that everyone else is doing, you're going to get the same results as others. Okay. So, okay. And that's again, and that's fine for most people. But if you want to get different results, you need to do something differently. Okay. 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 I like that. I appreciate it. Thank you. Well, it's been a pleasure chatting with you today. Thank you for joining me and uh, good luck with TAU Ventures and, and to the companies too that you're working with. Thank you. It was super fun and I invite everyone to approach us. We'll be happy to help in any way we can. Amazing. Great. Thank you. Thank you. 